1: Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Help, I
0: need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone.
3: Help! Ron and Anian, but I have seen some extraordinary, I mean, extraordinary three-year-old cars that are flushing every fluid on the car with less than 30,000 miles on them And the only thing they really end up doing is they're flushing the owner's wallet.
4: The Car Doctor. I had the mechanic put in diesel grade 15W40. Uh, He didn't have any problem with that.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Why would you do that? What are you trying to achieve?
4: Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991,
0: this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open, but I am here to take your calls at
3: 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Okay, no ranting this hour, just conversation. Let's get over and talk to, uh, oh, where are we going to go first, Uh, uh, Tom? Let's go to Mike in Indiana, 2000 Jeep Grand Cherokee, and a uh, PCI bus problem. Mike, welcome to The Car Doctor, sir. How can I help?
4: Oh, thanks for having me.
5: You're welcome. Um,
3: What's going on here?
4: Well, <clears throat> I I got in it the other day, and um, the first symptom was the um, start, and it'll run for two or three seconds and die, and the skim light would come on the dash, the uh, sentry immobilizer. Okay. So I disconnected the battery, let it sit for a couple hours, come back outside, started it up. It ran fine. All the warning lights are on all the gauges are dead, okay, and I'm coming up with a code p sixteen
3: eighty seven right and what have you done to diagnose it so far? Uh,
4: um, really? I've checked the grounds I checked the relays on the b c m um, I played with um, I don't know how to explain it, but the uh, the DRB link for the PCI bus, right? The little cap on it that's all metal contacts on the inside I right it's there and wiggle the, one, the, and the, the one I think it's in the left it will come alive
3: it's it's in the left kick panel. you take you take the cap off and everything comes back to life.
4: Um, no, I take the cap off, and when I put it back on, if you go really, really slow, the tack will come alive for about ten seconds, and then they'll they'll go dead again. Okay.
3: So what w- what you're dealing with here is you've got a bus failure. You've got it's a computer network, in 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 its simplest form, right. and somebody can't talk to somebody. All right. So you know one of the early tests, and this is early data bus stuff. And you're going to need a few special things. Do you have a lab scope, Mike? And you don't hear me say that I word do. often.
4: Um, I do not. I probably could get access to one fairly easily.
3: Okay. Because basically what you're looking for is you're looking for a, a dead or an interference. Uh, you're looking for noise on the data line or a dead, or a dead module or a module that's failing. And the only way I know to really test for it is to look at voltage coming out of each one of those pins. You're going to see somewhere between 7 and 8 volts, and it's going to be a nice, clean digital square wave, except for the one that's bad, because each one of those pins goes to a specific module that you could be dealing with. Pin one's PCM. Pin 2 is the driver door module. Pin 3 is automatic temperature control. Pin 4 goes to the radio and so on. So, you know, you're looking for as the code says, PCI bus failure. So, you're you're looking for something pulling down the bus. You ever have a bad phone in the house? And I'm I'm dating myself because this goes back a long time ago, but you you'd have a bad phone on the network and one phone would wipe out the whole house. Yes. Same, same same idea. You've just got you've got a bad component, wiring connection somewhere, and now you've got to go and find it. And the way the way that it's typically done is you're looking for digital square waves and signals coming out of each individual module, and that's why that diagnostic junction port is there. Okay. All right. Um, you know, do this. I'll tell you what. Take my email, Ron at CarDoctorShow.com. Um, I know I've got I know I've got notes on this from working on these years ago. We don't see a lot of these anymore. This stuff's all gone. You know, in Indiana, I guess there's vehicles. I don't know. I guess they survive more in, in in New Jersey. If it's if it's eight years old and it's you know out of gas and needs brakes, they get rid of it. So, <laughs> um, you know, which doesn't make any sense. Well, my
4: goal, my goal is to keep them running.
3: Yeah, it's you know what that that vehicle will run. That vehicle will go three, four hundred thousand miles. Uh, that engine runs forever. Straight six or the V eight. I think it was, it was only a six that year, right?
4: No, they had both. They had the the four right. seven and the yeah okay the straight six. It's yeah. got the straight six in
3: it. Yeah, the straight six is what you want, right? The four seven, right? The Mercedes motor, which didn't seem to really, yeah. yeah. Um, that's right. I was thinking something else, but um, yeah. No, if that's if that's got the four liter six in it, and two thousands the last one of the last years of the good transmission, that thing will go a good long time. How many miles are on it? Two hundred and eighty
4: three.
3: Yeah, it's just broken in, brother um just broken in
4: and you know the funny thing
3: is you can have a component failure that doesn't connect with anything you're looking at you could have a bad pcm in that truck but yet the fault code will never lead you to it you could have you know it it's it's you could have a bad problem you could have a problem with the vehicle theft system i mean there's 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 it, that code is so generic it takes you all over the place so now you really got to start to look for what i always tell you look for known good right and right. I, I know I've got charts. I know I've got procedures. Send me an email, Ron at cardoctorshow.com dot com. Reference okay. reference our talk today, and oh. I'll, I'll get something emailed back to you within the within the week. And um, also, um, just just for giggles, send me the VIN, the seventeen digit VIN. Not mm-hmm. not not that I doubt you know it's a two thousand, but I always like to I always like to just plug it in and just make sure. I've seen Chrysler right. do some um, funny
4: things. To- could I ask you another question? Sure, 2 for a nickel. All right. I've got a 77 Firebird. Okay. Got a got the 400 in it. Um so I redid the AC a while back and I eventually had a clutch failure on the front of it. It's got the what is it? The Frigidaire A6 compressor.
3: Right, the long the long compressor, not the short round compressor. The long
4: heavy one.
3: Right. Yes. Right.
4: Is that something that's possible to take the clutch off without taking the compressor off?
3: Sure. If you got the right tools. We we did it all the time. If if and if the clutch is still available, if you can find one, um the A6 um, the A6 I, compressor stuff is not not there's not a lot of them around from what I've seen. So, they're out there but you got to hunt a little. What were you going to say? All right. All right. What, what, what were you going to say that that you found one?
4: You've got. One? I, I I found the clutch at I found the clutch at O'Reilly's. I think it was ninety two dollars. Okay, uh, pretty good deal. Yeah,
3: sure. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, O'Reilly's would probably have it now that you say that. Um, but you know, by and large, a lot of places don't. That's the neat thing about O'Reilly Auto Parts. They seem to, you know, they've they've got parts. I think they're I think they've got parts they don't know they have. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, and they just they just turn up on their website. That's what I love about O'ReillyAuto.com. dot com. It just, it's just you know, if you got nothing to do on a rainy Sunday afternoon, go surfing at O'Reilly's at O'Reilly Auto Parts, and uh, you know, see what they have. You'll be amazed. So, send me an email, Mike. All right, we'll do. All right, sir. See you have a good day. You too. Take good care. Um, yeah, and that's you know, that's a lot of this, and and I keep saying to myself, there's an older vehicle. Can bus problem, and the diagnosis for that is very different than the next generation, which came out on a lot of the vehicle manuals oh, seven and eights model years 2007 2008. And now here we are, that vehicle's 21 years old, and you have to say to yourself, as the cars continue to evolve, where will we get the software, where will we get the diagnostics, the tools. I I just think you're going to see a lot of these things disappear into the weeds just for lack of the ability to repair them from either parts or knowledge perspective. So, um, just uh, just you know, a, a, as technology grows, the circle of problems seems to grow with it. Let's pull over and take a pause. I'm Ron Anini in the car doctor eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. We're back right after this.
1: at purdueglobal.edu. Don't call us. We'll
6: call.
0: That's right. If you call and we're not live, you can leave a message and we'll call you back to get you on the air with Ron. 855-560-9900. Speaking of Ron, here he is.
3: Hey, let's get on over and talk to Chuck in Newark, New York. Is that right? Oh, 04 chevy pick them up truck chuck welcome to the car doctor sir how can i help
7: hey ron thank you so much for your service you're welcome sir i appreciate your your insight to the public on the electric cars you're right on oh wow Uh, and and, you know chuck let me just
3: comment on that i don't do it for for somebody to tell me that i'm right i appreciate the thought you know what i do it because i'm i'm concerned and I, yeah, I, I, I want I want I, I want somebody to prove me wrong. I, I'll I'll be the first guy to say, "Hey, I was wrong." I really will. I I just want to know where this is coming from because this is such a radical idea. Uh, you know, this is a concept that you know. I, I remember ten years ago, I was talking about parts and and national security. How parts availability is a national security problem. Here we are with parts shortages. Now we're going to have electric vehicles. Anyway, uh, your concern, Chuck. How can yeah. I help you?
7: Yeah, appreciate the ones that want to experiment with it and promote the the uh, getting cure of the problems they have with the situation. Yep. But it's our government hard at work. Yep. Uh, okay, I have a problem with my '04 Chevy pickup, uh, 1500, four wheel drive. Well, I let's I let some younger people borrow it. They said they were going to move. I think they went four wheeling. It came back with transmission leak and it uh slips a little bit but it goes forward but it won't go in reverse. Okay. And my mechanic says you need a rebuild and $2400 I don't have.
6: Okay.
7: And I wonder if it's some little simple linkage mm. electrical connection. No, it's or you know some uh what, what, I put bars stop leak and it, it's a uh, leak. Well,
3: yeah, I mean the leaks are the leaks can, you know, maybe be repaired without pulling the trans. It depends on where they're leaking from. Is it the pan? Is it the output shaft seal? I mean, if it's anything by the front pump or the front pump seal, the trans is coming out. Uh,
7: uh, no, so you know, it, uh, it's the lines you tell me.
3: Uh, the cooler lines themselves. Yes. Okay, so, yes. The, so the cooler lines we, have rotted out. No. Um, yeah. be, be mindful, Chuck, that if you if the cooler lines have rotted out, what what are the fuel lines like over the top of the trans? What are the fuel lines like coming down the left side of the chassis? I've had,
7: I've had I've them redone, okay. so I'm pretty good on it. And
3: and brake lines as
7: well. And brakes, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, all it common does have stuff. Miles. Yeah, yeah. It's you know driving the soft roads up here. So I'm from Newark. Newark Valley. I listen to WNBF.com. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. You know it sounds like your mechanic is spot on i mean if it's if it's if it's you know clicking into reverse, does reverse work at
7: all or is it just it acts like you put it right in park if you're on a hill you know it'll, it'll just lock right up if you put it in neutral it go backwards You know right. doing anyway, on a and, hill
3: and if you put it in reverse does it or you, if you put it in reverse and tried to back up the hill or just try to do it on level ground if you put it in reverse does it go into reverse and back up no okay. Sounds like an internal, It is. yeah it's
7: it, 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 like you know that's why I thought maybe it's linkage because it acts like it's in park, and when you put it in uh neutral, it almost acts like it wants to move a little bit go
4: forward
3: well, okay, hang on a second, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. so you're in park, park is park, you put it in reverse, and the trans is locked up,
7: yeah, it just kind of okay. locks the wheels
3: any any dashboard warning lights on?
7: Um yeah there is um check engine light? No. Service um uh, Sur- service the brake which I know I got. Um, right. That's the EC, that's the
3: EBCM, uh, electronic brake yeah. control module that typically goes bad. So, right. have you asked your mechanic is it possible that this is not shifting out of park and staying and and going into reverse? Have you run this question past them?
7: No, I haven't.
3: Okay fair question i don't think so you know i don't think so from what you're describing to me it sounds like when you put it in reverse it's going into two gears at once and that's why it has no reverse it's locked up you could be applying a relay problem um you're reaching because i
7: understand it works on relays yeah it does but most of most of the relay job is pretty expensive too (laughs) uh
3: well most of the electric is inside the trans anyway
7: yeah, so drops a pan, least.
3: right. Um, you know, so I think it's a conversation with your mechanic. The one thing I want to point okay. out to you is, I think he's on. I think he's on the. I think he's on the right track. I would not be surprised if this is trans. It sounds like you're you're applying two gears at once. But be mindful as far as trans cooler lines at 220,000 miles, 18 years old. You may also want to start to think a little bit about um, the radiator itself. Just what does the inside of the trans cooler look like? So just just speaking out loud.
7: All right. Oh, so, you mean it's so green?
3: Well, you know, if if the trans did indeed fail, what does the fluid look like? Did you pull the dipstick and look at the fluid?
7: Yeah, it's it's kind of brown, right. but it's you it, know, I I um yeah, I took out a little to put in the uh bars. Right. Um,
3: you know, if the trans yeah, fluid it, is it could, uh, well, don't yeah. overthink this, Chuck. If the trans fluid is brown, it's got a sharp smell to it. it sounds like the trans. Not got...
7: real sharp. Yeah. No, it doesn't really smell burnt.
3: Okay, you know, but if the trans fluid Burn. is brown, it just might be the trans is worn out. Um, right. You know, at, at a quarter million miles, you know, it's it's <laughs> yeah. sooner or later. So yeah, you know, I'm
7: expecting but, a lot of this slowly, Chuck. I love it. <laughs>
3: you know. Well, my point becomes. That if the if the trans is going to get done, and you know that trans cooler has to be flushed, if that's the original radiator at at, at two twenty, you may want to consider replacing it, and just you know it's just easier and clean all at once. So, okay. but um, you know, just just I know it's twenty four hundred dollars plus a radiator you don't have, but better to do it once than have to go through the pain twice. All right, all right.
7: kiddo. Boy, I really appreciate your service again and uh keep up the good work thank
3: you sir i appreciate your comments very much you take good care let's go over to bubba in louisiana take you you too bye-bye i'm sorry uh let's go over to bubba in louisiana 14 dodge ram Bubba welcome to the car doctor sir how can i help
8: um pretty good man uh yeah thanks for taking my call uh yeah 2014 ram uh got into just moving so i could cut the grass and uh, it's like a key fob type of key that you have to put in and turn. It's not just a car that you leave in your pocket, you know. Right. Yep. yep. <clears throat> but it doesn't do anything.
3: So you you turn the key like, you turn the key on. No dash lights. Nothing.
8: Yeah, you know. Usually you put the key in and it goes dong dong dong. Right. Yep. It don't even do that. Right. So, but the the key fob will unlock the door and, and lock it, but okay. it won't do anything else.
3: Okay. So why can't this be a well, I guess it can't be a dead battery, right?
8: Mm. You know, the battery's good. I uh, tried jumping it a couple times, and well, I checked it with my tester. It's fine.
3: Okay, so th- let me ask. Let me ask you the important question, Bubby. Do you got a scan tool?
8: Yeah. If you but, pl- uh, it won't come on to let you read it.
3: <laughs> okay, right. That was my next comment. So, yeah. why can't we have a fault in the ignition switch circuit?
8: That's what I I, I looked at. It, uh, I looked on uh, online a little bit, and one guy found uh, he had a um, it was a, a some kind of scope, uh, electrical scope, where you connect the lines, and you can see the power coming from the K line, right. To the uh, to the little module behind the, it's on the back firewall.
3: Right, I'll tell you what, and Bubba, I don't that, want to rush deadline. you. Bubba, sit tight a minute. Let me pull over, take this pause. I'll come right back to you, and then we'll move on to the rest of the callers. Sit tight, Bubba, Louisiana. I'm running Any in the car, Doctor. We are back right after this. Don't go away. <laughs>
1: at purdueglobal.edu
0: I got my first real six string Bought it at the five and dime Played it till my fingers bled Was a summer of 69
3: Welcome back, We're on Annie the car doctor Let's get back to Bubba in Louisiana Bubba, you're still there? yes sir when when you're you know I, i thought about it when you're using a scan tool you're using obd2 basic right
8: yes sir okay
3: um not that i think it would matter but there have been cases where chrysler your make model will get into other modules that you may not be able to communicate with just solely on obd2 so just just keep that in mind that will tell you something you were making a comment about something you read online
8: uh yeah, the guy said that uh to the module in the back, the ignition module, uh he found there was no communication. There's supposed to be a K line that communicates between the ignition and that module to tell the, the truck everything, yeah, this is the key, everything's good. Right. Uh he found a dead he found a dead power from the ignition to that module, Ju- fixed the wire, he just connected it at the back of the ignition and to the mo- module with a new wire and everything was fine. Right. I, go ahead. I didn't
3: know. Well, what, what they're talking about oh, yeah. is, you know, as part of this key system with the skim, with the anti-theft, there's also a radio frequency hub, which is is the interpreter for part of the anti-theft system as well. You can go to the radio frequency hub. There's known problems with it where one day it works, one day it doesn't, and you'll, you, you might find cut wires, wires that fell off, or just a bad radio frequency hub. Get yourself a wiring diagram and and verify power and ground to that hub. If you've got power and ground to that hub, there's a real good chance you've got a bad radio frequency or as they call it, an RF hub, and it it, it just failed. But you've got to verify it by looking at power and ground. Do you have another key by chance?
8: No, that was my, my next question, was uh, could it possibly be the key? I called the place that comes out and does the keys and he told me, typically if it's unlocking the door and locking the door it's probably not the key
3: well so unlocking the door and locking the door is a separate function from recognizing the chip fault in the
8: that's what i figured
3: right in the in in the switch itself so listen you should have a second key (laughs) um let's let's you know you should have a second key if you don't have a second key and you lose that first one then what do you do you know that yep. that becomes a bigger problem. So hmm.
8: I, I I think still step- no, have two keys. It's not only one fob. I'm sorry.
3: Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. So and if you put the second the keys key, only if,
8: unlock the door, right? You know you, they don't start the truck or anything,
3: right? If you put the second key in, the same thing happens.
8: Yeah, it doesn't do anything. But that key didn't ever start the truck anyway.
3: What? Why not?
8: It has a because it's a type of fob that you have to put into the ignition in turn. The little plastic thing. Okay,
3: okay. So you really you know only I mean, have one working. You're telling me you only have one working key.
8: One working fob. Yeah, the other one doesn't have a fob on it. It's just a regular key.
3: Got it. Okay.
8: And um, that's just for unlocking the door.
3: Okay. Take a look at that radio frequency hub. I'm running out of time. Do that. I'm here next week right. if you need me for more. Thank but you, I, I've got to think power and ground there. Let's see where that goes. Is. All right. Good luck to you. Let's get on over to Mark in Virginia, O three Yamaha. A Yamaha? That's not an automobile. Let's see what we can do for you here, Mark. Ron and Amy at your service, sir. How can I help? Mark? Mark isn't there. Mark. Hello. Mark once. Mark. Can you hear me? I hear movement. Hi. Now, I, now I can. Go ahead, brother. What's going I on? I got a
9: Yamaha Zuma from two thousand three and my coil's not working. Okay. And I'm trying to order a coil, and all the dealers are telling me that they cannot order a coil from Japan at this time. So I'm trying to find out about an aftermarket coil, and it must tell me not to buy one of those. Is there a difference between an aftermarket and a factory coil, an OEM part?
3: Well, I think it's I think it's a matter of name brand. If we're just talking general generalities among components, if if it's built to a manufacturer spec, uh, if somebody says don't use this because you should only use this other brand, ask them why. Uh, you know, pl- plain and simple. What is there? What is there about the aftermarket coil that they don't like? You know what I? That's what
9: I'm trying to find out. Right.
3: You know what I? Would I? Would bu- I? What I well, would I buy something? For lack of a better way to put it, made in China from a poor manufacturer with a bad reputation? No. Um, you know, listen. Everything manufactured today, whether it's automobile, motorcycle, or some point in between, is built to a certain spec and quality standard the 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 parts that fail in the aftermarket are built to a poorer standard than the ones that aren't so if if all you can get is an aftermarket coil does it come with a guarantee
9: yeah I'll say one year guarantee
3: all right what do you got to lose
9: that's what I'm trying to figure out
3: yeah well I'm asking you what what, what do you what do you what do you have to lose that it that it stops working
9: No I have no ride right now
3: so right. that's that's the whole question well, and that's my point. If if they'll warranty it and give you your money back if it fails if you're not happy etc then you know where are you trying to buy the coil from online or at a, at a retail store or what?
9: Everybody says they have
3: to order it, so I might as well order it on Amazon. Or perfect eBay. Buy it from Amazon. Ask Amazon what's the return policy. You've heard bad comments about this particular component. If it fails within a certain time period, what do they do? If they say they'll give you your money back, it's 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 going to cost you a walk home and you know. Uh, more inconvenience. But right now you're completely inconvenienced because you don't have any parts.
9: Okay. All right. I'm about to do that. Unless okay. somebody, Get unless somebody question.
3: tells you the aftermarket version of that coil is going to ruin the ruin the vehicle, which I don't think they're saying that's, that.
9: That's what one of the local dealers said, and that's I, I don't understand. If if I can't have a, a a coil until the end of October, right? What is it?
3: What 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 about it is going to ruin the vehicle?
9: That's what I don't understand. I put aftermarket coils on my on my, on my Porsche.
3: Right. That's what I don't understand either. Um, I would ask him, what does he mean it's going to ruin the vehicle? Or is the dealer just trying to save a sale for him for later on? Why don't you call Yamaha, the company, and say, listen, I can't get any parts. Is there an aftermarket alternative? Put it on them. See what they say.
9: Well, I have to look that up.
3: You know? Listen, these guys might be treading. If they're telling you that you can only use manufacturer parts... I have to think about this, but real quick uh, take a look at the Magnuson Moss warranty Act of nineteen seventy six If a manufacturer tells you you've got to use their parts to service the vehicle well that's there's their parts to service the vehicle in terms of warranty, but I think you're treading on the line here if they're telling you they have to use your their parts to to service the vehicle uh, I think they might well, be I don't, in violation. I don't think, I don't think a two
9: thousand three has a has a warranty no
3: it doesn't but they're 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 treading on antitrust is is my point. You know, they're locking you into a specific market, requiring you to purchase their product. I, I would, I would talk to corporate. All right, okay. Because you're taking Let's the word of one dealer. It might have been. Listen, who was the guy at the phone that at the dealership that answered the phone? Was he the guy the sweeping the, the floor? Or was he a real parts guy?
9: I talked to the parts department at two, at two different dealerships.
3: And they both said the same thing.
9: They both said the same thing. Okay.
3: What they, makes them think oh, it will ruin, ruin the, the vehicle? OEM parts. Yeah. What, what makes them think they'll ruin the vehicle? If the part stops That's working, it stops understand. working. That's what I don't understand. I want to know why. So, you know, does it, if, if you go on forums for that particular vehicle, do you see anybody talking about it? I've looked
9: it up on Facebook. I've looked it up on everywhere, and, uh, and nobody posts about the ignition coil. Okay. The, the people are just. Upgrading so, everything
3: else. So why don't you post on Why don't you post on Facebook and ask the question? I have, and nobody's I haven't
9: got an answer yet.
3: Nobody's got, so it can't be that widespread of a problem, right? Logically, I right? I haven't got an answer yet this weekend. Right. I don't know. Let us that's know what not, happens, Mark. I talked to corporate, so that doesn't make okay. any sense to me. All right, sir. Keep me posted. Good luck to you. I'm running in and the car, doctor. We're back right after this.
1: at purdueglobal.edu.
3: Welcome back. We're on the car doctor. Oh, excuse me there. I had a uh, hiccup. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Liquid lunch, was yeah. it? No drinking on the job. So let's get over to Terry in Virginia. Oh, gosh, Tom. I'm just, I'm just, it's just a crazy day today. Uh, Terry, Virginia, Ronanian at your service. How can I help?
6: Yes, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. Uh, Got a 2016 Subaru Outback with the uh, Boxer 6, and uh, and using the nav screen for anything for navigation-related or to hang up the phone, I get a loud pop or snap. It sounds like an electrical uh, problem up under the dash. In the vicinity of where the steering column goes down through.
3: So it's not that you're getting a shock. Like a you, it's not that you're getting a shock, you just hear an arc or a noise. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, like um,
6: an electrical arc.
3: All right, has anybody tried to diagnose or look at this? And if not, why not?
6: No, I have. I'm trying to avoid taking it to a dealer because they're probably gonna tell me they have to disassemble. A whole dash for about four or five hundred dollars.
3: You're, you're not going to like my it's answer. It's not
6: then. under warranty anymore. Yeah, it's you're, Twenty-eight thousand
3: you're, you're, you're not going to like my answer then. Somebody's got to uh, some, somebody's yeah. got to take something apart, brother, and look at it. Uh, you know, this could be anything from a connection issue. Was the vehicle ever in an accident? You own the vehicle since new. No,
6: uh-uh, no, no. Okay.
3: Um, you know, it it sounds like something has a poor connection, poor contact. Have you Have you had any aftermarket accessories installed in the vehicle? And he, uh-uh. So, no. No, nobody's ever had any reason to take that dash apart?
6: No. How long is well, it? Well, I'll, I'll take that back. We had to have the speedometer replaced uh, because it, the analog speedometer quit functioning. And it turned out that they had put one that was meant for the Australian market in there. Okay. And how... So, when it was brand new, they fixed that on warranty.
3: Okay, and how many miles ago was that?
6: Oh gosh, it was about probably about twenty-five hundred miles. Something it was brand new. Okay, maybe two thousand miles. Yeah,
3: so it's it would it would be kind of far fetched four years later and twenty thousand miles later that you know it's it's doing it, but it it sounds like something is not seated properly or connected properly, or we've mm-hmm. got we've got a ground connection issue. You know, I would, I would obviously just look at, and I don't think so because I would imagine if it was a battery ground or battery connection issue, other electrical circuits and features in the car would be disabled or compromised. The fact that it's strictly from using the nav and the radio and you hear the noise under the dash tells me it's going to be something in that proximity of the dash itself. And I think that's I think that's where you're headed. But it sounds like it's got to get diagnosed sooner rather than later yeah. because every time every time you do that, if it is a true arc or a, or a static discharge, you're you're running the potential of damaging other electronics on the vehicle. You know, it's yeah, it's, that's it's, what I was afraid. of. Yeah, it's like running a lightning bolt through a computer. Oops. So yeah, um, you know, got to take it in whether it's them or your trusted mechanic, whoever it might be. Somebody's got to look at it.
6: Yeah, well, hopefully they can deal
3: with it. I don't know. Yet. Right, right. Who services the car?
6: Um, Son, um, it's a Subaru dealer in Suffolk.
3: Okay, so if if, if, Suffolk, if, so. If, they, if they're your guys, you know what? Go in and buy an hour of diagnostic time. It's worth the 100, 150 bucks. At least you get a direction. But it's got to get fixed. Yeah. So think of you know you got to think of diagnostic time like going to the doctor. Doc, my elbow hurts. I don't know why. And I got to be able to bend my elbow to brush my teeth. Um, it's just a necessity. You got to be able to drive the car and not, you know, do damage electrically and not hear this static discharge or this pop or this arc weld or whatever. You know, maybe you've got a wiring harness laying against the dashboard, grounding out, shorting out, arcing out, and in time it's going to make it worse. So get it in, get them to look at it, then let us know what happens. All right, sir. You take good care. I'm running of the car doctor. We're back right after this.
1: at purdueglobal.edu.
3: Welcome back. Ron and Andy, the car doctor. Let's get over to Marco in Florida. Marco, welcome. How can I help, sir?
5: Hi, Tom. How are you? Good. Um, so I have a 97 uh, BMW 540i. Okay. It's uh, a six-speed. Um, and... Uh, Lately, I noticed a little bit of a ticking noise coming out of the, I guess the fourth cylinder. It's uh, the passenger side bank on uh, towards the firewall.
3: So and, uh, you're 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 basing this on sound. You haven't plugged in a scan tool. You have no fault codes. You have you're just talking general area. You've got ticking noise.
5: Yeah, I I I use a mechanic stethoscope okay. to uh, listen, and it seems like it's more. The noise comes a little bit more out of that area. I, I I listen on the the valve cover. Okay. Um, I I have not gone under it really to listen to see if it's uh, uh out of the block coming. Uh, but it it sounds like it's coming out of the valve cover, the top area. It's not the front, so it's not necessarily the chain or the sprockets or the right. Does it Does it
3: sound like top. it's moving at camshaft speed, crankshaft speed, or you can't tell?
5: Um, I want to say it's camshaft speed.
3: Okay, why can't it be a lifter uh, that's sticky?
5: So that's what. I, so basically my question was like, what ha. would be a good way to actually pinpoint that? I mean, I will have to take the cover off and sort of check it?
3: Well, you know, my first step would be if we think we've got a sticky lifter issue, wouldn't you want to try running an additive through to see if we can clean out the lifter and get it to pump up? How loud is the noise? Okay
6: uh
5: it, well it's actually not that bad i'm and, and, um really when uh, you accelerate the noise you can't really hear it right. uh you I, I only hear it either on about a thousand to a fifth uh a thousand five hundred uh okay. RPMs. Do, yeah. this. Do, this. Yeah. do this
3: do this do this do this do this because i am going to run out of time real quick marco Go out to sure. liquid-molly.com. Go out to the liquid-molly.com website. They make. I an, did, Ron. Okay. Did you look at their oil additive for their for their hydraulic yes. lifters?
5: Yes, uh, it's on there.
3: Okay. Try a bottle of that. Quickest, easiest, least intrusive method to do it. You won't hurt anything. Um, it's a great product. We've put that in a bunch of cars. We haven't had any issues with it. Um, do that call me back next week I'm sorry we just plumb ran out of time but you can find it at liquid-molly.com I appreciate the call Marco I'm Ron Ananian the car doctor it's time to go Till the next time good mechanics aren't expensive they're priceless see ya
0: it's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road 18 plus.